Welcome to the Property Report podcast, produced by Property Report magazine, the leading magazine for luxury real estate. Hi, I'm Liam Barnes, Deputy Editor of Property Report magazine. This week, I spoke with James Harvey, who recently joined Savills Japan as its new head of international residential sales. Harvey, who has been based in Japan for more than a decade, discussed Amongst other things, Tokyo's emergence is one of the region's most attractive residential markets, the pros and cons of the pending consumption tax, and the impact hosting the 2020 Olympics is set to have on the city. For more information on Tokyo's burgeoning luxury property market, check out the special feature in the March issue of Property Report, which hit newsstands around the region this week. Which, which areas of Tokyo in particular um, tend to be popular with, with foreign investors, and, and why, do you think, why do you think this is? Um, well, looking at Tokyo um, as a me- metropolitan area, it's a very, very large space. Um, and most of the foreign investment interest we see, of course, focuses on the core of, of Tokyo City, uh, which are the two wards of Minato uh, and Shibuya, and, and to a lesser, for, for residential, and to a lesser extent uh, for residential, you'll be looking at Chioda. Um, and also Megador down in the southwest. Um, but I would say probably the most popular area or ward, uh, as we say over here, uh, for residential investment would be Minato, which is right in the heart of Tokyo City. Uh, you, you, you would consider it as part of the central business district. Um, and there's a lot of uh, luxury and high-end housing in that area targeting the expat community and also high net worth individuals from the domestic arena uh, and overseas. Uh, you will also find Japanese government buildings in that area, many head offices for large uh, corporations and many foreign capital companies as well. Which particular nationalities are investing in, in Tokyo's high-end market at the minute? Um, mostly from across the Asia um, area with specific I guess specific focus on Singapore, Taiwan, Hong Kong, um, and to a lesser extent China. Um, we've had, I think over the last year especially, um, a great deal of interest from the Taiwanese market. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of investors now are flying over um, really to learn the market, to learn the city. Mm, okay. um, it's been, as I'm sure many of your readers will appreciate, off, off the so-called radar um, yeah. for the last few years. So it's really bounced back into the media spotlight um, of late. And yeah, uh, so a, a lot of interest coming in, um, especially from Singapore, Hong Kong and Taiwan. I mean, do you, do you think the um, the interest from Singapore and Hong Kong is a result of the the introduction of the cooling measures in in both those cities in the last twelve months? Yes, um, I think that's not the only story. It's part of a greater story, but but certainly the cooling measures um, in those regions you've mentioned have certainly been a catalyst. I think to a, a greater appetite for for residential, especially residential investments in Tokyo. Um, and yeah, there's many other factors, of course, playing into that uh, that make Tokyo such a compelling destination at the moment for investment. Are there any residential developments in particular that have proven to be especially popular with these with these um, new investors? There, I, it's such a big market that it's very difficult to name individual developments. Um, but if I could focus down on specific areas, sure. I would say. As, as I mentioned previously, the Minato Ward, um, mm. the, the three A's, the areas of Akasaka, Aoyama, um, and uh, Azabu, have been 
of course, historically very popular with foreign investors and continue to be so. And also, uh, this is partly relating to the Tokyo Olympics, which will be held in 2020, the area in Tokyo Bay. Um, that comprises quite a large area, actually, um, but essentially focusing in on Haruni, Toitsu, Ariake, and Kashidoki. Uh, there are a lot of uh, incoming projects and a lot of incoming supply, residential supply in those areas now. Um, we will see a lot of um, infrastructure redevelopment there too. And uh, a lot of the Olympic venues or event areas will, will be developed within that uh, area. I think the government in Japan call it the Tokyo Bay Zone as a redevelopment name. Right. It's proven to be very popular. Um, uh, over the last six months, especially, do you believe the the 2020 Olympics will have a will have a greater impact uh, an impact on the on the greater market as well? I do, yeah. Um, it, it's like like I said before, um, there are many factors that make uh, Japan a compelling story right now. Uh, the inexpensive pricing compared to other regions, especially in Asia, um, especially for residential. If you look at the per square meter or per square foot cost, rather, uh, it compares very well now, especially in the luxury market. Um, and yes, the Olympics, the redevelopment and the obvious macroeconomic benefits that that will bring Japan as a whole, especially Tokyo as a city, uh, are an obvious draw. Um, and I think we've, we've seen over the last few years, especially post-GFC, uh, a greater interest and appetite for diversification. And Tokyo now, everything really has seemed to have fallen into place in terms of the uh, inflationary measures that the Abenomics uh, Abenomics, a uh, political miracle, I guess you could call it, um, <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of uh, boosting investor sentiment into Japan has has caused. Subscribe now to Property Report magazine and receive a free copy of Helm Lifestyle magazine, covering all aspects of luxury across the Asia Pacific, from super yachts to luxury cars and high end fashion. You will also receive exclusive access to the Property Report iPad application and privileged online content. Simply visit property-report.com and click subscribe. I mean, it's it's still relatively difficult for foreigners to obtain mortgages in Japan. Uh, I mean, how, what, what's the most common um, common way most investors overcome this? Yes, actually, you, you've picked up a very good point there. <clears throat> Um, financing has been an issue for foreign investors, um, for residential properties, especially with, when we're looking at individual investors. Unfortunately, the Japanese banks don't have the legal framework in place to offer loans to foreign residents. Now, having said that, um, and this is really, I guess, as a reaction to the market sentiment changing so drastically over the last year, we're, we're fortunately seeing local banks now in Singapore, Taiwan, China, and Hong Kong begin to offer financing packages to their own residents, and actually in some in some cases to foreigners within those uh, regions for Japanese properties, specifically focusing on Tokyo. Um, and they do offer relatively good LTV, uh, loan-to-value ratios, uh, and also quite uh, quite competitive interest rates as well. So that is now an option for foreign investors in those areas. Are there any signs that um, Japanese banks may at some point in the future begin to begin to provide mortgages? Or, well, there are a few I think that are doing feasibility studies, but I I wouldn't really hold my breath on that. 
And to touch briefly upon the mm. the um, consumption tax, how, how much of an impact is that expected to have once it comes into play? Well, really, um, I think we've seen the impact already. Uh, last September marked the deadline um, for, this is regarding off-plan properties, uh, or mm. projects rather, for the sale of PSAs, purchase and sale agreements, um, for properties which will actually be completed and handed over after that consumption tax increase comes into effect from April this year. Um, September was the deadline for signing in um, the PSA with that 5% consumption tax in place. So September in 2013 saw a considerable uptick in, in sales for condominiums especially. Um, and of course, because of that uptick and that increase, that did fall off in October and November. But having said that, if we do a year-on-year -year comparison back to 2012, the, uh, the sales volumes are still greater year-on-year -year in both of those months. So I think really looking forward, there hasn't been such a, a great effect perhaps as, as, many, as many industry pundits predicted. There was that surge in September, um, and there are concerns certainly of that 8% uh, uh, consumption tax increase on the economy as a larger whole. But yeah, in, in terms of, of residential and condominium uh, purchases, not, not a big effect. Right, okay. And finally, looking forward uh, to the next 12 months, um, you gonna, do you have a, a brief mm. outlook on the, on the residential market? Well, yeah, looking forward, um, over 2014 and in the coming years, I think, uh, and this plays into the Olympic uh, redevelopment and the increasing supply that we're seeing in some market segments. Um, I, I have a very favorable outlook for the residential market, particularly the condominium market uh, moving forwards. As I touched on briefly earlier, the uh, Olympic redevelopment area in Tokyo Bay, we'll see a lot of incoming supply. Um, and we're seeing also to the east of Ginza in uh, a ward called Chuo, uh, which is just to the east of Tokyo Station. It, it's essentially sandwiched between Tokyo Station and the Tokyo Bay uh, Olympic sites. We'll see a lot more um, interest, I think, and a lot more residential activity within that area. It's uh, proven very, very popular over the last few months, especially um, with investors I've worked with.